Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Gian. Chad, we have a big college World Series champion with us today. Let's go. National champion. And uh, just for me, I'm about an hour and a half from Georgia Gwinnett. And uh, after coaching in the NAIA, I just know that Georgia Gwinnett is a school on the rise. Uh, they got division one facilities. <laughs> Speaking tennis wise, man, they've, they've won like seven straight national championships in the tennis world. And I know Coach Sheets there just just uh, took down the, the national championship here this spring. So super blessed and, and excited to hear from him. Yeah. Were there any things that you want to tease out before we get into the interview? Yeah, 100%. I, I really heard uh, just the word feel. You know, he talked from a baseball perspective and, and I think just with coaching, just the importance of, of feel. And, and as a Christian coach, I'd even go a step further, talk about like just following the spirit and hearing, hearing God lead you. And I think uh, an experienced coach uh, has that. And, and Coach Sheets really kind of shared his, his transformation and growth. And, and how his feel for people and situations has just grown. Yeah, and sometimes, Chad, it gets um, like feel and feelings. It has that connotation of soft skills. But I think those are like the most important skills that coaches need to develop nowadays in, in coaching and in any, any business, you know. But it has like, oh, you know, feelings, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. But nowadays, the society and these kids coming up now to play college sports and high school sports and even professional sports, they're a different breed. And, and as coaches, in order to serve them better, we have to be able to relate to them, you know, and connect on their level, not expect them to meet our level. Um, yeah, but coach, 100%. we don't want, yeah. yeah. And we, we don't want to spend much more time because if there is a national champion in the house, we want you to hear from him. So enjoy this conversation with Coach Sheets. Coach Sheets, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an honor to have a very recent national champion here in the house. Um, but first, we, we would love to know, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm always excited to connect. And um, it's a great question to kick things off. I, I think one thing that, that I go back to is uh, you don't have to be perfect. And um, that's been my walk with with God and, and where I've come to grips with our relationship is it is a, a very uh, – a very mutual relationship. I, I, I worship God. I accept God. I, all the things that come with that at the same time, I think he accepts me for who I am. And I'm a very, very flawed person. Um, I embrace that, that transparency. I embrace that, um, opportunity to, uh, live and learn and fail and, and certainly grow. And, um, that's where I come back to with our guys. I think it's one thing to, you know, we talk about, and I certainly profess my my faith at the same time, I know I'm going to stand in front of them and fail. And I know I'm going to stand in front of them and fall short. And I know those things are going to happen. I'm certainly not hoping that they happen, but mm -hmm. they do. They it just, it's part of being human. And that's, that's the dynamic at play here is I know at the end of the day that, uh, that I've been saved. I know that, uh, who my Lord and savior is at the same time, I'm, um, out of the way of trying to be perfect. I live to, to walk his path at the same time. Um, I also embrace the fact that I am going to fall short. And I think that was something, you know, I grew up in a Southern Baptist household, which wherever that falls on your audience is fine with me, but I know my household and there was this expectation of perfect. 
And uh, that just, that's just not reality. It's not how life goes. And so uh, learning that, living that, and then obviously uh, coming to a more personal relationship uh, with God and, and he knows my thoughts and he knows where my heart uh, is at. He knows what I'm trying to do and uh, being at peace with that. So that to yeah. me is, is, a, is a roundabout way to get to what I think a, a Christian coach can be. Just be who you are and who you are is more often imperfect, but yeah. you're, you're working at it. You're trying to get better each day. How important is translating that message to your players, right? And coaching staff. Yeah, it's very important. I think, you know, one thing that um, I've never walked away from is having that conversation. I just haven't. And and I work at a state school. That's not a, okay. a uh, you know, a great opportunity to be out at the forefront of talking religion and talking uh, faith. But it's one thing that I was never going to going to shy away from. Um, I'm, I'm respectful. Uh, I understand the dynamic at play at the same time. And my job's the lead. And, and part of my leadership comes back to faith. I think when you, you know, when you really get down to the crux of uh, belief, which is what we're trying to inspire in your players, not only belief in self, but belief in your team, belief in moments, belief in opportunity. Well, you better be talking about faith. And if you're talking about faith, there's a great parallel there to who we are as, as Christian athletes and coaches and, and as Christians uh, overall. So I just go back to uh, it's very important. At the same time, I am very respectful of, of others' walks and journeys and, and the path that they're on. But you hope that in the course of being free and open and sharing and, and hopefully witnessing at times and, and referencing. I always think, you know, there's a the power of a coach is, is comes down to our power of communication. So the opportunity to, to lead with your voice is one thing, but to really, I guess, pay attention to the verbiage that you choose and the uh, messaging that, that you give to your team. I think a lot of that, you know, you have ways to influence them. You have ways to spread some of that as opposed to, Hey, for the next 15 minutes here, I'm going to talk about my faith. That's not always, you know, viewed as, as, as much as we'd like for it to be. That's not always viewed, again, in a state school situation. But yeah. you find ways through the course of teaching, explaining, um, you know, uh, obviously drawing parallels between your walk and their walk. And you're able to, to almost infiltrate that conversation with, this is what I think. And this, this is where my heart's at. And this is when I sleep at night. These are the, the, the peace that I have. And I would want that for you at the same time, I, I'm, I'm going to let them walk their path and, and hopefully follow that example. Yeah. I think that's kind of what, what, what God does to us, right? You know, he's, sure. he, he, he gives his all to us, but he still allows us to, to make our own choices, you There's know, no and no fully doubt. knowing what the consequences are of, of whatever path we choose, but, but he does let us live our lives. And I think a lot of coaches try to micromanage their, their kids, or they're just so laissez-faire hands off completely and they don't even share that kind of message or communicate wisdom. I, yeah. I, as you were answering, I was looking on my notes here for, for a quote that, you know, say many communicate, but few connect, you know, Oh man, that's and, great. And that's, um, that's the first, <clears throat> excuse me. The, um, that was one of the first few times that I was like, Ooh, that's true. Like I'm always yeah. so, so poignant in my, communication i really just want to give information sure that i sometimes i forget to even connect and really see is this information really valid or really impactful now because i don't know what they're what they're going through right now and that's i think that's the um 
we call that feel, you know, especially in baseball, there's just a, Mm -hmm. you have to have a great feel, feel for the game, feel for people, feel for moments. But that's also along the same lines. When you're talking about as a coach, you have the opportunity to impact someone's life. You also got to have feel. And it's, it, when something happens in practice during a game, every moment is not always a coachable moment. And, you know, you, you've got to recognize and again, once again, have feel for the moment that the player really needs to hear from you. Cause there's also moments they just need to internalize. They need to work through it. They're not ready to listen yet. They're not ready to ask for help. They're just not at that place yet. And I'll tell you, that is, that is the toughest part of coaching is knowing that, Hey man, I've watched guys go through this. I know what you're struggling with. I can solve that problem, but I just don't feel like you're ready to hear me yet. And letting them go through that. Well, it's the same way. This is, oh man, what a, I'm getting goosebumps, but it, it, it's the, it's the same way when you're, when you're coming back to faith. And again, once again, I, I never profess to be, you know, the ultimate Christian. I, I'm as flawed as any person uh, on this call for sure. But like when it comes down to you, you know, that in their heart where they're struggling and you know, they're having a tough time working through some dynamic in their life. And you just, you know, again, and this is something I, I struggle with most of my life and I've gotten better at the last few years is the ability to let go and let God, yeah. because I think so often, I think most of us, and especially at a younger age, we, depending on your, your situation, how you were, you were brought up, you, you almost feel like, I know I did felt like I needed to control everything. I needed my hand on it and no, I'm going to make that happen. And I'm going <laughs> to do this. And I, and then you just, you, you think by the grace of God, come to the understanding that dude, that ain't how this works. Yeah. Like it, the chapter's already been written. He's just going to reveal the page to you. So just let go and let God. And I think some, sometimes, uh, you know, again, from our standpoint, we have players that want to play professional baseball. And you, you, you try to, in baseball, we talk about control the controllables. What yeah. can you control? Well, dominate those and everything works itself out. Well, that's a really tough thing to do. It's easy to say. It's really tough to do. And so when you see them wanting to control these dynamics or they want to put themselves in a position to play professional baseball, you kind of want to step in at times and go, hey, man, that path for you, it's already been written. And you just got to let go and let God. Now, come back to – What's in front of you today? This workout, this batting practice, this bullpen. Let's dominate these things. Let's set ourselves up. Let's obviously invest in success. But in terms of your path and and where these doors are going to open for you down the road, you have to let go and understand that, man, it's it's going to happen if it's his will. Yeah, you can't can't draft yourself. (laughs) You cannot. (laughs) What we do is younger, we do. We feel as if we have a – we have a hand in it and, and, and you do to an extent, but you don't, man, you got to recognize it. The, if you're a person of faith, recognize the dynamic of who's really in charge yeah. and let go of that, those reins for a little bit and, and, and let it happen. Cause it's yeah. amazing. The, the journey, at least for myself, the journey that I've been on, when I did let go, everything's fallen into place. When I felt like I had control, I basically choked those ideas out. I had my hands around you know, the, the yeah. wrong areas as opposed to letting go and letting God. Yeah. I, you know, you're, you talking now, it reminded me of, I just, I completed a uh, Ironman 70.3 here this oh, summer. Wow. And I don't look like an Ironman, but <laughs> um, it, it was during the training and, and all those things. It's like, it's, this is clearly obvious. Just looking at me, I cannot do this alone. Right. I can't, there's, sure. there's no chance there. So, but there was moments where I got caught so much into, I need to do this. I need to get this done. And I need to, you know, it's all about me. 
And as I'm running, as I'm biking up this stupid hill, um, I, I, I caught myself just singing the, you know, it's your breath in my lungs, you know, and because that was the only way I was going to get through it, you know. Yep. Um, and, and, and during that race, it came to the I came to the realization of the difference between possibility and probability. And mm. and we so many self-help books, you know, a lot of rah-rah speeches of if I did it, so can you, you know, sure. and we look at these pro players and we're like, wow, if they're there, why can't I, you know? And, and I was like, yeah, there, there's the, the possibility. Yes. If that person did it, so can you, yes, you can, sure. but what are the odds, right? Where is the probability that you make it right? Um, and, and, I, and I came to the realization, it's like, yeah, everybody could actually do this Ironman, but what are the odds, right? Who is actually willing to put in the work and focus on every day on the batting practices or just going out for a run or swimming or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's figuring that out. That is the, the crux of everything. That is outstanding. I appreciate yeah. that. This made me better right there. I yeah. like to internalize that one. That's really good. I really, yeah. Cause I, I, you know, I, I got into this self improvement journey and just reading so many books, you know, and it's sure. like, um, there's the David Goggins book called can't hurt me. Right. And you read that book and you're like, wow, I can just do, I can do anything, anything. <laughs> in this planet I can do, you know? And, and I was like, well, that's true. I guess you can do, but sure. what are the odds? You know, what are the odds that you'll do it? You know? So and good. so, um, but yeah. Um, another question I want to ask is how, how do you connect with your players in order to have that feel of when to talk, when not to talk? What are some of the practical things that you do on a regular basis to connect? So one is uh, maybe the umbrella thought to that whole question is what's important to you as a coach and what's important to me are relationships. Um, I, I want to win. I love to compete. I, all those things are great. But at the end of the day, if we win, but I don't have relationships with our players, I, I'll, I, I just don't want that life. I've, I've been there before. I coached that way. I, I was ego driven for, for a, 11 years of my coaching career. And I've tried to really walk the other direction and it's relationship driven. So how do you get there? I think number one is you, you got to be completely transparent. And, and I mean like vulnerability times 10. And that is such a tough thing for coaches to walk towards. I, I think at times we, we may say that, or we think that we're being vulnerable or we think that we're, but we're, we're still guarded. It's almost like, yeah. Oh, you can ask me whatever you want, but my hands are crossed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, yeah. you, you want it, you want it and you know that that's the path, but we still put up that guard. Yeah. Dude, I have been like, as I mean, here I am open arms, open chest, like whatever, whatever you want to ask, whatever you need to know, whatever helps you understand and being completely transparent. And that is such a, a powerful place to coach from crying in front of your players. I mean, showing real emotion, um, letting them understand what you're struggling with. Cause you know what? They're struggling with things too. This yeah. isn't a perfect dynamic where every day at practice, everyone's at a hundred percent. There's yeah. people that we are, don't have to be a walking Instagram. We, <laughs> yeah. This ain't Facebook life. This is real life, man. Like, and I think being able to help them understand that because, you know, I think we as coaches, let me unpack this a little bit. I think as coaches, we feel like we have to profess or show to them that, hey, man, we got all the answers. Yep. And one word that we use a lot in our programs, I don't know. Because when you don't know, don't make something up. I don't know, man. Let me let me get back to you on that. Let me work on yep. that. I'll come back to you. Um, and I think that 
that real power to not want to be the perfect guy in front of your team all the time shows them that they don't have to be perfect either. So I think that dynamic of transparency and vulnerability actually as a coach opens you up to an environment and one that, that we've worked hard to craft is a failure free environment. Is if you are going to the extent of your God-given abilities and you fail, we're okay with that. Yep. If you're not giving the effort, the championship effort, and you fail, I'm not okay with that. Yeah, that's the issue. Yep. 100%. It's, to, it's, it's a great way of giving them freedom to go out and, and expand those boundaries a little bit and go out and try to get the most out of themselves. And they might fall short, but they also know there's no judgment behind that because – you're on the same journey they are. I fail all the time. I always tell we won some great, you know, some great games this year. And I feel like our guys at times they had to outplay bad coaching. Like it's just it's part of the dynamic of, you know, of recognizing that we're all not perfect in this whole thing. I think vulnerability is a huge piece of that puzzle. Yeah. I think the second thing I would bring up is this is uh you can't coach the team, you've got to coach the individuals. And that was something, maybe not a complex thought to some, but it kind of was to me on my on my path back to coaching was uh, I looked at the team as as more of a collection of individuals, and this is this is the deeper thought of the relationship piece, where before it was like the team, and I'm just going to coach the team, I'm going to get the team right, and then you just hey dude, there's a bunch of individuals that if you get the best version of them, you then have the opportunity to get the best version of this team out. Yeah. And so you got to spend time on the individual. So it, every day before practice, every day, every single day, um, we do two things. Um, we do meditation. We do a mindfulness training, which for me, I'm trying to help them get the right version of them between their ears. Baseball is such a game that's played literally the 15 seconds between each pitch. If you're yeah. really watching, that's where adjustments are made and decisions are made. But I think it's also helping them sort through maybe some of those dark corners yep. in your mind, and you start to help them change your default. Well, we meditate every single day, and the other thing that I do is I hug and I tell every player that I love them every single day. I don't end a huddle without telling them that I love them. I don't really, you know, walk around at practice and not put my hands on somebody. I'm hugging somebody today. <laughs> I, I make sure during during stretch, man, I go I go give every guy a hug, and whether they want it or not, whether they <laughs> Are mad at me from the day before, or they they know something's, or, or they know that they got to tell me something a little bit later. Dude, I'm hugging them, and I'm here for you, man. Whatever you got, whatever you got, I can handle. Yeah. And I think those things allow you to, they start to build consistency in that. That's the same dude every day. He's flawed. He's up and down, just like I am. But dude, it's the same guy every day. And I, then I think there's a piece of recognizing that on those two fronts. We're all on the same journey, man. I just had a little bit of a head start. So, I, they, you know, they don't call me coach. It's called me sheets. But I always say I can be your uncle sheets, too. <laughs> I can be that uncle that puts his arm around you and goes, hey, man, here's what you need to be thinking about. Hey, this yeah. is where you're falling short. Hey, this is how you'll help. And I think there's those those dynamics that um, that I think help build a connection. But they more than they build a relationship. And now I, and this is an awesome. Sorry to keep going. But I, there's no, this is great. There was moments, man, I had players come up to me as much as I think I'm, I'm, you know, helping them or looking out for them or, you know, I had players come up to me, coach, you okay? Coach, you good? <laughs> hey, coach. Hey, man, you, you hanging in there? Or whatever those moments were because they knew. They knew me. They knew yeah. how I internalized things. and knew what I was dealing with. I had guys that um, – you talk about pushing leadership. When guys feel that connection with their, with their coach – 
they just start leading on their own. Like if you really want to get the most out of your team at some point, they got to start leading each other. Yeah. And I think our, our players, I talked with one of our seniors a couple weeks ago and he just talked about how you could tell coach you were, you were at your, your end. Like you had, you had given everything you had to get this team from a coach perspective. It goes, but really you were just saying we need it from a player perspective and then we just took the reins, and that's why we ended up winning our last game. Our players wanted to win our last game. That's why we won, and that's yeah. where it comes back to that relationship of of uh, feel between each other, the, the deepest connection. I think th- those things matter. They, they start to show up on a daily basis. Yeah, you you mentioned you know there's only a few teams every year that finish their season winning their last game. You know, sure. Um, sure. And and you guys were one of them, um, winning winning the World Series. Um, what is one lesson they, that God has taught you through this process of winning it and then right after you won it? What are those thoughts going through your head? Man, oh, man. Um, the one was, uh, like I mentioned, let go and let God. And yeah. the reason that one's so fresh is, as a young coach, uh, the only goal that I had, and it wasn't even about like impact players. It wasn't even about help kids pursue professional baseball. It was, man, I really need to win a national championship. Like there's some validation that comes with that. Like there's some, you know, like the minute you win, somebody hands you, you know, the keys to the rest of your life as soon as you walk off the field. And I just, in my head as a 23, 24, 25 year old, that was the goal. That was the the mission. Yeah. And God God is going to say, you know, welcome, good, good and national champion servant. Yeah. hundred percent. And he's not giving you those keys. Like that's not, that's not so because your, your heart's not in the right place. You're not in it for the right reasons. The, the, those things aren't uh, as dialed in as they they should be. And uh, thank God. I mean, once again, going yeah. through this journey, man, and, and I got out of coaching for four years. I call it my sabbatical. And then I came back, and I came back with a new attitude, a new approach, a new mindset, a new – almost a new lease on life, a way to rewrite my own script. And that's what I came back to was, you know, there, there's this – there's this belief and this inner faith that this whole thing has been written. Now, would it make, let me back up a year. Would it make a cool story? hundred percent. And in the back of my head going, man, that would be really cool. But that's not, I'm not writing this book. I'm not this, this is God's plan. And if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And that takes a lot of time to work through, especially when you've been engineered to control everything. So that was one is just is working through even at the championship game, man. I slept like a baby the night before. I was the calmest dude in the dugout during a championship game because it's already been written, man. And I got to be okay with that. So I don't want to be so stressed in the first inning. Can we get the third out in the ninth? I need to enjoy this. I want to enjoy every at bat, every pitch, every moment, everything that's said in the dugout. I want to take everything in. Cause I want to enjoy this because if it's going to happen, if, if we were meant to dogpile, if it's been written, I'm getting ready to watch it happen. And if it's not, if it's not our time, then I need to help again, craft a message that'll prepare my guys to recognize they got this close to their dream, but it can prepare, prepare them for the rest of their life. And I needed to kind of keep that balance, that centered perspective. But for me, it was faith. It was faith that was driving that, that ability to stay centered. Um, post, dog pile post moment is uh stay humble um I, I think it's too easy to buy into you know the accolades and it's too easy to buy into the congrats and the um 
you know, everyone wants to tell you, everyone wants to tell you how great you are. <laughs> and I just, you know, it's just, and you know, you, you have to have these people in your life. So my best friends, well, man, I hope you don't change. Yeah. And you know, it, it, but it, it's one of those of um, it's amazing to, again, once again, feel you can feel that ego bucket wanting to get filled up. Yeah. You can feel it. Now <laughs> ego has always been my greatest enemy. Again, as I mentioned, 11 years of coaching for myself, yeah. that ego is, he is always there and he was always wanting some of this. And I've worked hard to not fill that bucket, man. I always talk about, you got to die to your ego every single day yeah. and get back to what matters. What matters is others and serving others and keeping things in perspective. And that's been a, a really neat um, challenge uh, to nothing changed. So you won your last game, but if, if you loved yourself before that game, nothing's changed. So I'm good. But what I'm not going to do is take in all this chatter and all this stuff and let it fill the wrong buckets. I'm trying to help it fill the humility bucket that yeah. we won. But, dude, I got a list of 40 things we got to get better at. And I'm nowhere near the end of this thing. And it didn't, it didn't validate anything for me. It's great for our kids, and it's great for our program. And we're going to move forward. But I wasn't looking for validation out of that win. What I was looking for was, can this team maximize the best of themselves? And we did that. Now, we got to get next year's team (laughs) to get the best of themselves to come out. And if that is winning the last game, great. If it's not, great. But we met that goal, and it's keeping things in perspective. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Redick, the basketball player, says, you know, you never arrive. You're always becoming. There it is. You know, and, and it's, uh, if you I feel think. like you've never arrived. You've actually arrived. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, there is a, there is power in that. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, the men's team here, um, at Liberty won their conference for the first time ever this year. Okay. Um, and we're flying back on the same plane as them, you know, and they're so happy. And the assistant coach who's out of college has only been out of college, I believe two years, you know, um, he, you know, I said, Hey, this is incredible. I'm an alumni of men's tennis and I work yeah. with the women's, but I'm like, I'm yeah. just so happy, you know? And he was like, this is great. I just, just pray for me that this doesn't turn into my identity, you there know? It is. And I was like, <laughs> Young cat, I'm gonna pray for that, that man. And that's it. Cause it, you, oh yeah. man, you talk yeah. about when you, when you, you can only gain perspective through experience, right? Like you can be a mature 25 year old. Sounds like this guy, you can be a mature 25 year old. That's awesome, man. But you also haven't gone through, you know, a marriage, kids, life, ups and downs, you know, job, all those things. So you got to have that experience to have that perspective. I tell you what, to find that at a young age is to me, it's like that secret pill we talk about as, as again, older coaches, like I'm putting myself in this (laughs) old category. But like, there's this pill that we wish you could give a young coach. I wish someone gave it to me and went, hey, man, I know you think you've got it figured out, but you're nowhere close. Yeah. Take this pill and here's all the heartaches that you're going to miss out on. But then you you would never change that journey because you needed to go through some of that and get humbled and, and and get put in your place and learn and jump out and fail. And But man, to grab that yeah. is huge because it's too easy to think that winning or championships or rings or trophies – that that validates anything. It just shows that you were good on that day, that season, that moment, but it doesn't change the rest of your life. You then have the opportunity today to go get better, to stay humble, to stay in the fight, to work, improve, and grow and learn and try to improve each day. And the more you do that, all that winning takes care of itself, man. 
So true. That's such a hard lesson to learn. I'm so, man, talk about grateful <laughs> for a young cat like that out there in this world. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps me grounded. That's um, all. yeah, so it's, I'm great. And, um, well, coach, thank you. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. Um, how can we be praying for you? Well, again, back to what you just asked, man, I, I would, I would, let's fill the right buckets. And I think for, for all of us, let's make sure we fill the right buckets. I, I was in a, a situation this past week uh, that there were a lot of, I would say, egos in the room. And I'll tell you what, man, I get really sensitive to that now. It, it, it kind of it gets under my skin. It kind of push back a little bit. Um, and I think that's – I'm okay with that. I want to I want to live in that place because I think there's a, there's a humility there, but there's a real recognition of people. Um, so I think continue to, to – not just for me, but for others as well, that we – we walk away from the the I mentality. We walk away from the me. We, we actually get back into us. We get back into others. And I think that that's a, that's a safe place to work from. Yeah. All right. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for um, this conversation. Thank you, Lord, that um, Coach um, Sheets was able to experience a national championship with his team and, and celebrate it and do all these cool things that comes with winning a national championship. But Lord, make, make sure that that he is filling the right buckets every day, Lord, that, that he won't let his ego um, grow just because he won a national championship, Lord, but that he'll continue to connect with the staff and his players on a daily basis, that, that he'll never lose sight of what's important to you, Lord, that, that we know that earthly things are, you know, don't, don't mean anything in heaven. And Lord, I pray that you will um, you continue to, to work in his life, so that he in turn can can work in his players and staff's lives to to make an impact for for eternity. In your name, I pray. Amen. 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 Uh, really, really thankful to listen to that interview, Gian. And um, I think the other thing that really stood out, other than the, the idea of just that feel and the soft skills, was just. Um, the humility and coach sheets talked a lot about just letting the ego down and having humility and you could really hear that he wasn't just in it for himself he's in it for others and you know we had um we had we heard earlier about just tony dungy's uh super superpower was his humility that was from darren gray who worked closely with tony dungy and i kind of heard the same the same tone in this interview, you could hear a, a spirit of humility, letting that ego down. And, and whether you're a national championship coach or last place coach, I feel um, that's a championship type of coach is one with humility. Yeah, and him just being willing to be vulnerable with his players in order to connect, you know? And I think sometimes we, the people in power think that they need to distance themselves from their subordinates. And I feel like, like I said in the intro, Chad, that we have to change our approach. It's a changing generation here and, and we have to be able to connect. And he hugs all of his players every day and tells them they love them, you know. And and I'm sure that's impactful because we don't know what their life at home is like, you know, if they have a, a, a figure of, of impact in their lives at home. And so he's stepping in and, and making sure that he's proactive in that approach. Same way that our previous guest, Sarah, talked about so loving them, you know, and being um, outward in that in that description. I think it's very important for coaches to to develop. Yeah, and even to be able to, to cry and as a, as a man, to cry in front of your team and to own up to your mistakes. Uh, I know he talked about that at the beginning on what it means to be a Christian coach is I'm not perfect. Um, 
but hey, I dropped the ball here. This was my mistake. Yeah. And last thing was he talked and mentioned a little bit about meditation and we don't really see college teams doing that very often. That's something that I would love to uh, uh, you know, approach with my program. And we've done it a little bit, but not, not intentionally and not uh, extensively enough. And um, one of the extra questions that I asked him, Chad, I asked him two extra questions on this, uh, on this interview. And if you want to listen to that answer, you can sign up for Christian Coach Community on Patreon. But one of them was like, what is the actual approach to mindfulness and meditation that he has? And he shared some of them. And um, we just can't wait for you guys to, you know, consume this content, be able to apply it to your lives, coach. But never forget, the mission field is right where you're at.